0: It is so pressure-filled. They're bound to fail, just like the basketball player on the free throw line.
1: This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger. And I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you. But what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you.
0: Produced by Begin BeginWithin.Fit.
1: My guest today is Corey Little, the host of the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast and the leader of the anti-diet revolution. We're going to talk about that, how he got his start, and some of the, uh, I don't even want to call them tips and tricks, but some of the ways that he helps his clients to move forward to shift their thinking and experience the best results they've ever had when it comes to fitness and weight loss. You're going to love our conversation because I truly did. I'm really excited to share this one with you. There are three things that I want you to listen for. Number one, why it's so important that we shift away from the diet mentality. You're going to hear Corey use that phrase, diet mentality, and how we can shift away from it, and why we must do it in order to ultimately be successful. Number two, we're going to talk a lot about self-love and self-acceptance and why it is so important when it comes to fitness, when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to making healthy changes. And then third, we're going to talk about what he calls the bully in the brain, super interesting and a big part of his work. So I want you to pay close attention to that and how you can listen for the bully in your brain so that you can ultimately be successful and make sure that you are not holding yourself back, getting in your own way, or being a victim of self-sabotage. Here's my interview with Corey Little.
0: And it all started actually way back in high school. I, w- I played basketball and like many high school athletes, I got thrown into the weight room. You're skinny, you know, gain some weight or whatever. And my body responded very quickly. This was way back in 1996. Well, excuse me, but actually not 1994, 1995. And my body responded very quickly to lifting weights. And I became fascinated with the sport of bodybuilding. And back then it was not quite as popular as it is nowadays with, you know, magazines and Instagram, Instagram and, and Facebook and so forth. And I lived in a tiny town on a dirt road and there were no bodybuilding coaches or, you know, I mean, there was no, there was no Google. There was hardly any internet in 1995. And so I just began to like devour anything and everything I could read from the local library, you know, from magazines, anything to teach myself about this sport of bodybuilding and what it took to be successful. And everything I read again and again and again at this, at the age of like 16 years old said, you know, workouts are important, but man, nutrition, nutrition. What you eat is so important. What you eat determines how much muscle you gain. What you eat determines how you look. What you eat determines how much fat you lose. And as a 16 year old raised in the South, you know, it's, it's like what I eat. So what I I shouldn't eat, you know, cornbread or fried chicken. Like, you know, it it was this definite learning process. So then fast forward, I I competed in my first bodybuilding competition when I was 17 years old, I won, uh, not long after that, maybe within a year, I had a sponsorship from a supplement company and man, I was off to the races and I went on to uh, get a degree in allied health, a degree in nutrition science. And I was very fortunate, very blessed to have a great career in bodybuilding. I competed on a national level. I only finished out of the top three one time. I snagged a junior Olympic gold medal. I placed second in the super body world championship, second at the uh, Hercules International. So I was so blessed and so fortunate to have this great career. And then Here I am in my professional career as a trainer and nutritionist, you know, and I'm really excited and I want to help people. And I'm like, why can't they just do what I tell them to do? Like, what's wrong with like, why can't they just do what I do? Why can't they just work out five or six days a week and eat nothing but like broccoli and, you know, grilled chicken and, you know, stuff like that. There was this massive gap between like what I would tell them to do and then what they would actually do. And then like, it all came together and made sense kind of as my world crumbled in a way. So just like this, boom, I went from being the biggest, strongest guy in almost any gym I walked into with a room full of bodybuilding trophies to suddenly within a period of a few months being almost kind of that dreaded skinny fat, you know, I hate, I hate that term, but that's kind of what it was. Uh, I had a pretty nasty lower back injury. And then I also had a bacterial infection in the lining of my stomach that it took about three months to diagnose. So like I was nauseous or I would eat something and then I would, you know, have, you know, all kinds of digestive upset symptoms. And, you know, it's just, it was crappy and no pun intended. (laughs) And so (laughs) so after about three or four months, um, I had lost muscle. I'd gained fat around this time. I I also got married and I was like, I don't want to do that stuff that I used to do. Like, I don't want that extreme approach that I took with bodybuilding. And I realized like for me, for my entire life, it had been, I was all on, all in, all out for bodybuilding, or I was off, I was nothing, I was all or nothing, I was on or off. And it like, boom, it just like a light bulb went off in my head, like, wow, this is exactly how my clients feel. Like, I don't want to do that stuff anymore. And they don't want to do it either. And Mm -hmm. so at that point, I really began to shift my focus from being this nutrition and exercise nerd, because I love that stuff. I love studying it. But I I shifted my focus from that to psychology, to the, Mm -hmm. the science of you know, what research tells us on how we change our behaviors. How do we actually, we've all heard that term, like, oh, I need to make a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great, but nobody teaches how to make a lifestyle change. So I set out like, how do I teach these people to make a lifestyle change? How do I bridge the gap between, you know, what I know is wonderful and helpful for people versus what I can actually get them to do? Like, how do I find that middle ground? And so honestly, like the last 10 years of my career, that's what it's been. And, and that's where I, kind of developed the term anti-diet because there's a diet mentality, which is all or nothing and on or off. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. many of you, I'm sure you can identify with this. I'm sure many of your listeners are kind of nodding their head. They're like, yeah, that's absolutely right. Like I got to get motivated. I got to go grocery shopping. Maybe I need to buy like a, you know, a Fitbit or like, you know, of course, you know, join a gym and get all excited and buy new shoes so I can go running and walking and whatever and this and that. And then I need to change my entire life starting Monday. And then what happens? We like cling on with white knuckles. And then by Thursday, we slip up a little bit. Then we go, oh, I just screwed up. Well, I'll start over fresh on Monday. (laughs) That's on off. That's all or nothing. That's the diet mentality. And then the other really, really like insidious thing, the really sneaky, evil thing about the diet mentality that gets woven in there. And we don't even realize it is. The diet mentality says you'll be okay. Life will be better. You'll be prettier. All of these things, like you'll fix your life when you lose weight. Like, once you lose mm-hmm. weight, once I lose weight, everything will be better. Once yeah. I get this 20 pounds off, once I get back to 150, once I get back to 200, whatever. Everything is conditional. Like, there is very little self love. There's very little self acceptance with the diet mentality because it all hinges on you being successful. So, then mm-hmm. it's not only this on or off mentality, it's this pressure filled, like, you know, frantic pursuit of weight loss. And you're trapped in that. The anti-diet approach, the anti-diet movement, the anti-diet mentality is completely the opposite. It's not on or off. It's not all or nothing. It's, you know what? We're going to take a few small steps and we're going to learn to live in the middle. And it's not going to be overwhelming. And we are going to embrace intentionally, purposefully self-love and self-acceptance right now. Because what we know is the more you love yourself now, the more positive things you want to do for yourself mm-hmm. and then here's here's the kicker too <laughs> that people don't realize i have coached countless physique athletes and i'll shut up in a minute and let you come back in i'm no, I, I, good. I, I get i love I get excited about going. this stuff preach preach yeah but I, i've coached countless physique athletes i've been there myself i've done photo shoots for magazine like you know i've stood on stage i have a room full of trophies i have i've coached women and men to to you know body fat, standing on stage, getting trophies, becoming professional physique athletes. And I can't tell you how many look like the cover of a magazine. And they were absolutely unhappy with their body. Mm. And that is why with this anti-diet revolution, this anti-diet mentality, I so emphasize the self-acceptance and self-love because here's the truth. If you don't love yourself now, you won't love yourself then whatever then is for you 20 pounds from now you know what i so many times people will go i just want to lose 20 pounds and then they lose 20 pounds and they go well i guess i need to lose 10 more because i I just don't look how i thought i would look yeah (laughs) and you know they attach so much to a certain number on the scales and man the scales will oh they will yeah they are a nasty little booger uh, (laughs) I, i often like to say in my podcast that the scales rarely tell the truth and they never tell the whole story. And you know this, I mean, yeah. you're a fitness professional, you know, there's so much more to life in the scales. So yeah. anyways, that's Absolutely. that's a, a little somewhat quick background yeah, of the no, history love it. Of, of me and the anti-diet revolution.
1: I love that approach. I'm curious as, I'm, as I was listening, when it comes to making that transition between like this diet culture, the on and off approach versus maybe the other end of the spectrum that I heard you talk about the self-love. Um, and then the more you love yourself, the more you do healthy things for yourself. take better care of yourself. How, how have you found it works best to help transition from one end to, to the other or, or to be in the middle? Is it just about being aware of the spectrum and what tell me a little bit about some of the steps that, that you work with clients to, to make that progress?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is, I, I want to throw one other little piece in there. It's not okay. only that, um, and you're exactly right. You, you, you quoted what I said, self-love and self-acceptance, the more we love ourselves now, the more we want to do positive things for ourselves. But the other huge thing that self-love and self-acceptance does right here and now is that it empowers someone to move forward without pressure. Because mm. as long as your self-love and self-acceptance and self-worth hinges on your body weight and how you're currently doing or not doing on your diet, it is insane amounts of pressure. I equate it to like, you know, you a basketball player. You take a, take a great basketball player. They they, they'll hit, you know, 97% of their free throws. They'll hit 90, whatever we'll say, we'll err on the low side. They'll hit 92% of their free throws, 92 out of 100 free throws. You take that same player you put them in the national championship game with millions of people watching. And suddenly, you know, they're, they're, they're shaking. They're, they're nervous and and they're likely to miss the shot. And why? Because it's pressure because so much hinges on that one shot. And so for people who don't develop self-love and self-acceptance and self worth first, or at least as they move into the process of losing weight, people who don't do that, it is so pressure filled. They're bound to fail just like the basketball player on the free throw line. So not only does self-love and self-worth and all of these great things, not only does it, only does it do positive things naturally emanate from that,
1: mm-hmm. just
0: like if, do you have children? I don't. No. You don't? Okay. I don't either. Well, we're, we're terrible people to talk about this, but from everyone <laughs> I know who has, who has children, they want wonderful, positive things for their children. Why? Because they love them yeah. and they, they, their children are worth so much to them. They mean everything in the world. We feel that way about our children, but we don't feel that way about ourselves. We talk to ourselves horribly. So, anyways, yeah. you your original question yeah. you ask: How do we move from that? Right? How do we move from yeah. the all, you know all or nothing, on off diet mentality to this place of self love and self worth and and the anti diet approach? And you mentioned the word awareness, and it's funny. I <laughs> that's a great that's a great word and a great point. I actually talk about awareness being like a superpower. Hmm. Um, I always say like, you know, I could have cancer growing inside of me and if I'm not aware of it, I'm powerless. And so this, this piece of awareness is something that I think so few people have and comes up to something we were talking about before we actually, you know, kind of started the, the episode here, a term that I call, or a term that I use called the bully in your brain. Yeah. For so many people, especially people who are striving to lose weight, they have this incessant, horrible, negative voice in their head. Yeah. And I call that the bully in the brain. And the bully's job is to berate you and belittle you and remind you of every time you failed and assure you that you will never be successful. The bully in your brain, its job is to keep you exactly where you are and to not let you make progress. And when you do make progress, just gently pull you back and get you back to where you were because anything beyond this, anything outside of where you are right now is is scary and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So the bully just keeps you there. Yeah. Um, if we can be- begin to become aware of that bully. And we can, this is one of the things and one of the skills that I teach inside my coaching group, awareness around the fact that our mental talk is not necessarily us. Like we just think that everything that zips through our brain is, is, is me. That's who I am. And those are my thoughts. And I thought those, and we separate it and you have you and you have the bully in your brain. As one of my clients said, and I love this. She said, I have the believer in my brain and I have the bully in my brain. And that's right. The believer is you. And that's you know, you and what you want out of life and your vision for your life and where you want to go. And the bully is that negative voice. that's going to do everything possible to keep you where you are. So yes, that awareness piece is massive. Um, there's a number of things we do to kind of move people in that direction. Number one, we intentionally, and this scares the bejesus out of people, but we intentionally slow the process of weight loss down. Um, I just had a conversation with a lady in my coaching group and in two weeks, she like zipped through the entire program and she was trying to like, people who are really stuck in that all or nothing diet mentality they take my you know intentionally slowed down step-by-step process and then they try to cram it all in you know and start it all at once and i'm like (laughs) oh people in the group kind of laugh they're like oh you're about to get whoa nelly because i'll I'll be like whoa nelly let me get through this i want to lose weight (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly exactly and i'm like you're you're missing the point like you you know you're Put the cart before the horse, missing the whole thing. You're missing the forest for the trees, however, whatever, you know, phrase you want to use, whatever euphemism, but yeah. So we slow the process down. That begins to destroy that all or nothing perfectionist mentality. And then just as much as we focus on nutrition or exercise or any of those things, we focus on the brain. One of the big things I like to say on my podcast is what, you know, if you want to change your body, you must first change your brain. Mm -hmm. Whatever trickles in up here trickles down to your body it's just the way it works. So we focus just as much on changing the brain as we do anything with your body, with food or exercise. And it really becomes this really synergistic, amazing thing, because as we begin to change the food, someone's eating, then they begin to make those great decisions, they begin to build trust within themselves, they begin to, to appreciate what they're doing, appreciate the decisions they're making. And then they're using that awareness piece also to catch, oh, wow, guys, they'll jump in the group and post. And, and, and they just take to it. It's so beautiful, man, the bully in my brain was saying this and this and this today, guys, the bully's on me hard today. And then we jump in and we help and we, we, we coach them through that. And the bully always is just, the bully's just lying. The bully is taking okay. a tiny piece of truth, twisting it and lying to someone. And so, yeah, that, those are just some of the ways I could go on cool. and on, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop yeah, that's right awesome.
1: there. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Like, uh, let me just ask my, kind of my, my magic question, just sort of, uh, in wrapping up um, if someone is listening that like for them, this is, Whoa, never, never thought of it this way. Like, this is, this is all brand new. Um, What recommendations would you have or what recommendation would you have on the best first step for them to take to move forward from here?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, (laughs) First would be the realization and just embracing the truth that if you want to change your body, if you want to change anything in your life, it all comes from your brain. So if you're not willing to do the work, the mental work, as we say, to build some mental muscle, if you're not willing to change your brain and change how you think, then you can try to force it, but it's usually just going to snap you right back to where you were. So that, that would be the first thing, just to realize that truth and embrace that truth. And for some people, it's easier than others. Some, some people just don't like to go to that, that mental place because it's, it's, it can be tough, right? It can be emotional and it can be challenging. But that would be the first thing. The second thing I would say is just to stop. Like, <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people, if they're stuck in that, you know, that vicious diet cycle and they're, they're you know, just frantically chasing weight loss, stop just step out of that rat race, step out of that cycle. Don't diet, get rid of the shoulds. Oh, I should be exercising. Oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I should be eating a salad, blah, blah, blah. Get rid of it. Because as long as you're stuck in that, you're stuck in all or nothing. You're stuck in the on off mentality. So stop, step out of that. And then just allow yourself to rest and breathe. And then you will be uh, empowered to begin practicing some awareness around your brain. Um, and then beyond that, like just if, and when someone steps back into it, I mean, of course, like whether it's me or another great coach or one of, you know, you, I know you guys have programs you know, and I'm confident they're, they're fantastic. So whether it's, it's the name of your program is begin within, right. Just like the podcast. Mm -hmm. So whether it's begin within, whether it's one of my programs, whether it's someone else, whatever, I think it's great for people to get help, but if, you know, like it's just, it's hard to coach yourself. Mm -hmm. We can't see what we can't see, (laughs) you know? And so we can't see what's in our blind spot. So it's great to have that third person. So, or that third group or program or whatever it is. But if someone chooses not to do do that, well then just intentionally take small steps. Mm -hmm. Maybe just change what you drink for the next week or maybe just change your breakfast. You know, there's so many ways you can do about it or you can go about it. Mm -hmm. But but the, the crux of it, the foundation of it is number one, realizing, understanding, and embracing that any and all change comes from your brain. So you must address your brain first and throughout the process. And then number two, stop whatever you're doing. Just stop and and give yourself that mental space to begin that process.
1: Awesome. Cool. Coach Corey Little, thank you so much for being here.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, man. uh, uh, I hope I didn't uh, burn your ear off too much, but it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me.
1: Man, that was awesome. Wasn't it? Uh, I really hope you enjoyed it. As you could tell, I enjoyed the conversation. It was so fun to connect with Corey. And Corey, I want to thank you so much for being on the show once again. If you are interested in connecting with Corey, you can do so at CoreyLittleCoaching.com, C-O-R-E-Y, LittleCoaching.com, or follow his work on the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. Before we conclude, I just want to invite you to check in on some of the topics that we talked about and how they relate to you. How are you doing when it comes to the diet mentality or embracing the anti-diet revolution? Shifting away from that all-or-nothing approach that is filled with pressure and, just like we talked about, is setting you up for failure. It's pretty serious that we take a look at that because we're here to get better. We're here to improve. We want to get healthier. Perhaps losing weight is a goal that you have, and that's fine. But how's that mentality? How's the diet mentality going for you? How's the shift away from it going for you, And away from that, those ideas of once I lose X amount of pounds or once I accomplish with this, well, then everything's going to be better. It's, it's the key to everything. Once I lose this weight, this fat, once I exercise regularly and reach these goals, well, then everything's going to change. So much pressure, again, is going to lead to failure. And ultimately, like Corey pointed out, disappointment. When you do realize those goals, if everything is hinging on them, then ultimately we're looking in the wrong place for answers and we're putting too much importance on those goals. So his recommendation, slow down and embrace self-love and self-acceptance. Remember that the scale rarely tells the truth and it never tells the whole story. So many good Little Nugget, so many good quotes from that interview. I appreciate so much the way that he um, phrases things for us to be able to remember those. Because again, when we truly accept ourselves, love ourselves, then we're going to take good care of ourselves. And that's what this process is all about. So we talked about how do you make that shift. One of those things is listening for the bully in the brain. How's your self-talk, right? And maybe that's the biggest lesson that we can all take away from this episode is to take a look at our self-talk. And again, become aware of it. Slow down. And if there is a bully going on for you, remember that just because it's there doesn't mean it's the real you it can change. You can change what you're saying to yourself, how you're thinking, and you must do it. In fact, we all have to do that. If we want to change our body, we have to change thoughts first. We have to change what's going on inside our brains. And that all starts with awareness. Just paying attention and listening. And man, once the bully gets noticed, once he gets spotlighted a lot of his power goes away right there so i invite you to take some time think about your own journey toward a healthier place and listen closely to what the self-talk around that is all about if you need some support i invite you reach out to Corey, reach out to me We're here. We're here to support you. So you can definitely shoot me an email, nate at beginwithin.fit. I can't wait to connect with you more deeply and I invite you to do so. I'd love to hear what you found to be the most valuable piece of this wonderful conversation that I got to have with Corey Little today. Thanks again so much for your time and your attention. I cannot wait to talk with you again next week. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results